and welcome to the Oh Dear Podcast. My name is Christian Duran, Senior Vice President of the Oh Dear Podcast, Oh Dear Nation, Oh Dear Limited, and all subsidiaries therein of therefore. Uh, with me, as always, are my co-hosts, and I, I don't like the term co-host. I don't know why, because I just said I'm the host and you're the co-host, but we're all hosts. Yeah, so, full time. You're my other host. Well, it's like how no. a movie will sometimes be like, here's the director, and then there's a co-director, and you're like, well, one of them still, <laughs> one of them yeah, still one of them got, got top billing. Yeah, they still got, <laughs> even though you're a little bit, it's just funny with every term and all of these things, like title changes, like at a, you know, my friend was like, oh, I'm getting promoted, comes with the title change, uh, not really increased salary, and you're like, then who gives a fuck? <laughs> the, yeah. the title is bullshit also on your resume just say that was your title and like the company's not gonna that you're trying to get a new job at isn't gonna fucking know as long as you don't have something that. absurd i always wonder that because like how do, do they really like follow up on things like that specific no because that, that was one of the things that I was told to me a while ago. Like I, uh, I didn't finish college. I left like almost halfway through and someone, and I was like applying for jobs a few years ago and someone was like, well, I was complaining. I was like, every one of these stupid jobs that I'm clearly qualified for just like it requires a college degree. And I was like, that's just shitty. Cause like I have experience in the field. Like, I don't know what just- it matters to them. And someone was like, well, just put it on your resume. I'm like, won't they check? And they're like, no. No, and I'm like, well, then what are the what is any of it for? I know <laughs> like, if you could just make up titles, make up colleges, like as long as you don't get too like audacious with it, you know, saying that you were like graduated first in your class at Harvard or whatever, like yeah. you can just get away. You could just be like, yeah, I went to Florida International. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I, I was, <laughs> there, you know, I had a three point one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there, you can just say enough <laughs> believable shit. They're not going to call up the registrar. You know what I mean? They're not going to go, yeah. hey, was there a Nicholas J. Whitmer there? Oh, there wasn't. Okay. I even think oh, you could right. say, well, I could, I think you could say Harvard. I genuinely yeah. do. I mean, like, I had it. Go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. Please. The only worry is if someone at the company worked at Harvard or uh, went to Harvard and then was like asking you specific questions about it. Well, yeah. this was a Quiznos, so I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in 10 years, the way our economy is going, you're going to have to have yeah. a Harvard degree to get a Quiznos <laughs> job. I um, I worked and I didn't work. I uh, interviewed at this place and uh, they asked me they asked me what my um college uh gpa was i don't even remember what it was but i told them whatever number i told them like three points and they were like oh, okay um can we get a copy of your trans?" they said on a scale of one to one to five how hard would it be to get a copy of your transcripts and i was like like three i don't know like I've, no one's ever asked me for my transcripts i i was basing it not like not like on how difficult it would be, like how much work it would take for me to do that, including Googling and researching how to get your transcripts. I, it, <laughs> it was like, why would it? No one's ever asked me for my trans. I don't even know who I ask I, about. I that. don't know where my degree is. Like the yeah, paper, no, the same. paper yeah. graduate. Uh, I don't know where it is. I don't. Did I ever get one? I. I don't remember. I, I, I've yeah. never had it. I, I just don't know. Yeah, yeah, the paper is in my mom's house somewhere. Yeah, I think same. But it's, it is. It is true because, like, every I guess it's a little different on a scale. But like, no one's no job has ever asked me for my high school diploma. They're like, wait, I want proof. 
I need to make sure you actually. Yeah. I think it'd be fun to take in your degree to your interview just to be like, just, and like, just if you don't believe me, like, just here's the slide it on their desk. There you go. It'd be funny to interview someone who has a very impressive resume and then ask them to see their high school diploma to make sure that it's real. <laughs> like, oh, you went to Harvard, you did postgraduate at Yale. It says here you went to, uh, Wilson High? Hmm, sounds a little mm. generic. I'm going to have to see that. Uh, <laughs> Let's check on that one. From Wilson High. You don't happen to have your diploma, do you? Yeah. Do you diploma. have any references from Wilson High? <laughs> Can I call your English teacher and make sure that you're real? So, that's so funny. What's the worst you've lied on a resume? <sighs> Just penis size for that porno. I shot. <laughs> The funny I thing is, when you lie about that, they know like immediately. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing they look at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, all right, can we see it? Oh, no. Well, let's just wait till we get on, on set. Can I, I sign a contract first? <laughs> and then you're just, as you're, no one, I, my thing is, when I'm naked, no one can look. Everyone has to look away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, that's uh It's like the yeah. only t- like they're all dumb, like all resumes are dumb. The only time anybody ever uses the word proficient is on a resume. Mm-hmm. No one has ever like Brett's never been like, "Oh no, I'm proficient. I could in this field, I could definitely help you out with that." Like no one ever says proficient unless they're lying on a resume. <laughs> I always loved that if people would put proficient in Microsoft Word. Yeah, yeah, you know how to type. <laughs> you know how to type. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you dude, got- don't come on. There's clip art too. Like, come on. <laughs> I'm like, are we just putting stuff? Like, of course you're proficient in Microsoft Word. It's a fucking document of a white page. I know proficient in Microsoft Word is basically knowing how to do a header and footer without having to Google it. That's like, <laughs> yeah. much. And by the way, even if you don't know how to do it, and you, you can have Google, to it. Google it. It takes two seconds. <laughs> yeah. There's like a three second long YouTube tutorial on it. <laughs> yeah. Which someone there made. never is because the person yeah. who made it has to tell you about all of their life story before they give you. Yeah, I know. There's no every tutorial. And I know it sucks. And, I, and the thing is, is like, don't make them. I know it sucks that no one's going to subscribe to your channel because no one just subscribes to Microsoft Word hacks or whatever the fuck or tutorials. But you know, we're only we only need the information. We don't need you in any capacity. We don't need to learn right. anything about you. We don't need to know your name. We don't. We just need to learn the thing real quick. This is why, okay. Wit. This is why when I look up, uh, if I'm just like, oh, let me look up some recipe. Nothing bothers me more than that all that wall of text of their story, yeah. their origin, what it means to them. Yeah. I just want to know. I need two chicken breasts. I need. Uh, uh, I need yeah. this much whatever salt. I need this much olive oil. I just want the list of ingredients and then what to do. I don't care yeah. a lick about yeah. you when it's a written recipe at the very least. It's like now that they put, they also put a button that just makes you skip to the bottom automatically. It says skip to recipe. But I'm like, why don't you just put the recipe at the top and then have all your fucking life story below yeah. it? And then, like, yeah. if anybody fucking gives a shit, which, by the way, nobody does, even if your <laughs> aunt goes to get your recipe, they're not reading your fucking life story. You're boring, yeah. dude. Maybe There's nothing interesting about you. I promise you, you're boring. Maybe if someone if the recipe is good enough, 
And then somebody makes it and like, man, this person really knows what they're doing. Let me see their bio. Then you put the you put the bio at the end of the recipe. But if they really wanted to fuck people over, they would put the ingredients in a, inside the paragraphs. <laughs> like <laughs> in my journey to Italy, I realized that in order to make this recipe, you need one fillet of chicken. And also, I met a man named Ignacio who <laughs> helped me on my journey. He told me that you also need two whole tomatoes. <laughs> this is why it's horseshit though is because every food blogger um it's one of two things it's either one they think that their anecdote about the recipe is so fucking interesting and it's fucking not so it's either one they're absolutely delusional or two and this is what it is for 99 of them i think is they have banner ads on yeah. their website so if you have to scroll down and go through all that text, they get paid for every time those banner ads get displayed. And then they're, so they make a business off of having the longest anecdote possible before the recipe. So you have to see all of their banner ads before you get the actual recipe. I also Mm. think it's like, it's basically how they get paid. And the thing is, is like, I understand you want to get paid, but at the same time as like, you know, I'm cooking in five minutes. I don't have time to read you. Like, I just need to see the recipe. Right. It's also like, I am a cook, so I'm also going to read your recipe and fucking be like, your shit, that's not even the right way to do it, and then change it. But I just need to see your starting point before I deviate myself. Mm. Same. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding about... No, I, I don't you think some of it is also SEO? Like the more words in my uh, yeah. web page, the more times it could come up. You know what I mean? Is yeah. that right? I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it, if you just keywords, yeah. If you just like, you need to have. If you, let's say you're making, I don't know, some dish called Tuscan chicken, Tuscany chicken. Yeah. The more times you have Tuscany chicken on that web page, the higher <laughs> it boosts it on the SEO. Yeah. I think, yeah. and so you yeah, just need to like write yeah. Tuscan. But if that's the case, just have your recipe and then at the bottom, just have a block of text that just says Tuscan chicken, Tuscan chicken, just a hundred times. <laughs> just copy the funny thing though is you can't do that anymore. It's called, uh, I forget the term, but um, in SEO basically, I used to work in SEO. Basically, Google has these bots that crawl through every website and you have to have just enough of your keyword. It can't be too dense of the keyword. But if you have a whole bunch of text then you can really sneak in Tuscan chicken in there a thousand times because you have so much text. So they look at it in relation to your other text. So if they're like, oh, 60% of the text on this thing is Tuscan chicken. That's a, this is a spam website. Uh, but if you actually have a whole bunch of other text and, and Google reads through it. Anyway, it's fucking dumb. <laughs> it's fucking dumb. Gentlemen, should we talk about the topic du jour of the week? That we yeah. have all officially sure. joined a cult. A cult. Yeah. We're in a cult. I, in a cult. Yeah. I really feel like uh I really feel like all of our phone conversations for the past week could have been recorded as a podcast because there was all of us <laughs> going through all of the levels of it. So to catch people up, um, and I'm sure you probably heard, but we'll get into a little bit of detail, I suppose, even though you might have heard it a million times already if you actually have cared or whatever. But 
essentially we have uh, all walked back our stances on QAnon and do believe that it is in fact real. <laughs> and that's our that's culture. Um, anyway, Trump we'll see is next going week. to be president on March 4th. Uh, he's going to arrest Biden. Uh, <laughs> president Trump um, was supposed to leave Washington. We saw him get in the helicopter, but what we don't know is that he's actually been in the bunker of the White House this entire time uh, with military generals who are leading the government. And they're just biding their time when they can appear, uh, emerge from the bunker, arrest Joe Biden, and then reinstall President Trump as president. Um, uh, so uh, basically, uh, there's the, the, the game stops. uh Stock. You almost said scam. Yeah, scam. I, I, because I'm right there, guys. Um, so it started. I guess you guys got in earlier than I did. I bought in last week. Um, yeah. Like last Tuesday, I think when the last one we did the podcast, maybe. And uh, essentially, it's something that's referred to as a short squeeze. And essentially, what happened was is these big uh, hedge funds. Uh, and, and by the way, step in and correct me if I'm wrong here. But yep. the big the big hedge funds are basically you, they shorted the GameStop stock, which is it's not illegal to do. But what's kind of shitty about it is all of these shorts came in wake of the pandemic. So not only did like people lose their jobs and also the stock market semi crashed when the pandemic started. So people lost a lot of stocks. Mm-hmm. So not only like are we all stuck at home, some of us are not working. Some of us are on unemployment. Just we can't go out. Uh, all the local businesses in our neighborhoods and stuff like that are fucking closing or shut down temporarily. And we're all going through the shit. But it's no secret that during this entire time, billionaires have net their net worths have gone up. And we find out through this subreddit called Wall Street Bets that they overshorted the GameStop stock. So they started shorting it because they're like, oh, they have to shut their doors because of a pandemic. And they also have an outdated business model. So let's just short them. Pretty fucked up to do during a pandemic, I got to say, but not illegal. But they got so greedy that they overshorted the stock. So there was more shorts than there were shares. And when you cash in your short, you have to buy a share. Uh, and basically, uh, you can probably explain it a little bit better, Christian or Brett, but essentially you get the net difference or whatever. So mm-hmm. if the stock is like $20 right. and you short it at 20 and then, you know, you buy it back at five, you get to collect the difference of the net, which is like 15 bucks. But if you have a right. thousand shares, it's 15 times a thousand. It's a lot of money. Right. Well, they kept going to that well over and over and over again, shorting it, shorting it, shorting it, shorting it, expecting it to go to zero because they just expected GameStop to just fail. Well, this this subreddit of people, Wall Street Bets, saw that it's overshorted and realized that if they bought a whole bunch of stocks and held them, that the the demand of the stock would go up knowing that they had to buy stocks. The hedge funds would have to buy stocks um, to get their short. Re- yeah, Real go ahead. quick. And also the company just started doing a little bit better. They got a new CEO and uh, they, they decided to switch to kind of like an e-commerce business model. So yeah. they were just naturally going up a little bit. And then people saw this, uh, the short thing coming up. Sorry. No, no. Yeah. So, um, that is true. So the CEO of Chewy, I, I, who runs a very mm-hmm. successful online e-commerce business, like Chewy doesn't have any uh, retail, unless a, I'm mistaken. I don't a, think they have no, any. No, it's a dog order. food business, I think. Yeah. yeah. So I, we I mean, we buy all of our pet food from Chewy. But the point of hiring that guy was they hired an e-commerce business person who completely ran things off of the internet and not off of brick and mortar businesses. Anyway, um, it created this short. People started buying stocks and holding. And the stock price went from like, 
I don't know, it was like $5 at one point, And now it went up to like 450 or 480, almost 500 yeah. bucks. And everybody's going crazy. And like there are people who at, from Wall Street Bets who got in really early and bought like 15,000 stocks or something at like $5 a piece. And now they're worth millions. And it's like um, the Wall Street firms were like hemorrhaging money uh, and they lost billions and they had to get like cash influxes from investors and crazy shit going on. Yeah. And then one day out of nowhere, Robinhood and a couple other big brokerages, but Robinhood is the main one here because most of the investment or the retail investors, which is like the regular people were buying off Robinhood, just decided to just turn it off. They're like, no, you can't buy any more of these stocks. You can only sell it, which yeah. killed the demand. Right. Fucked with everything. Yeah, they were, they, they, I mean, and it was all bullshit because they did that. And it's a form of market manipulation that if you, they didn't allow buying. So in your opinion, yeah, in my opinion, I, I mean, I suppose, I, you know, I, you just got to say it. I do think it is undeniably market manipulation when you don't allow something to be bought. Like that is manipulating the market, but they're going to yeah. be fine because they did it on the side of people with more money and power. So it's going to be okay. But it is, um, and they just go on the record and say they're doing it. Anytime someone says we're doing it for the good of the consumer, they're not. It's they're, they're not. not. <laughs> the, that, it it kind of fucked everybody that uh, invested. That was. They also the they also lie because it wasn't for the good of the consumer. It was for one of two reasons. Uh, the one that they're going with now, which seems to be the accepted reason, was that they didn't have enough liquid capital to pay out all these. Uh, stocks, uh, all these in, uh, retail investors whose net worths literally went from you know nothing to a million dollars. So basically, yeah. there were so many people buying the stocks, and since the stock went up so much, there were so many people. And I guess according to Robinhood, and I'm sure this is true, is like they have to have on hand enough capital to pay out like a certain percentage of the the people who are using their platform uh, if they all decided to cash out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they didn't have it. So they, they paused it and got an influx from their big investors to get money in to cover all of those things. Uh, and they, even now, though, they're still it's still um, they've limited people. If you have 20 shares, you can't buy anymore. If you have less than 20 shares, you can buy like five or one. And it's all it's all it's still very, very, very limited on how much you can buy. And it's really shitty. Um that this happened. But the other thing is like, there's all these stories that were coming out. This is where we talk about joining a cult. So it got very, we were all on the phone talking conspiracy because what happened was we looked like we were kicking their ass. There's all of these on the subreddit. Or as, like, as rig calls it, talking shop go on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're kicking their ass. The stock's going up. We're like, dude, this is going to go to like, over a thousand dollars a share. Yeah. Like, this is going to be crazy. See, initially, like, uh, initially, people were setting their sell limits, meaning uh, the sell limit is uh, is the price that you dictate early on. That once it gets to this price, I want to sell at. They were dic- they were putting their sell limits at four twenty dot sixty nine, yeah, like as a joke. And yeah. then they were like, "Oh my god, like that might be that might be way too low." Like. They could go up to a thousand or whatever, and then it started. The number started going up and up and up in these people's minds. And then, then yeah, that that number became like, because the idea is just hold. If you hold and don't sell, then the 
the price just has to go up. The price just in, will go up, and the broker, the hedge funds do have to buy no matter what you put the sell price at because that's how shorts right. work. They eventually do have to cover them, which is why the value of GameStop, the stock, became not necessarily about the business. It became about the stock. The stock is valuable because it got right. shorted, and it got shorted right. so much because of greed from hedge funds who short companies who – you know, I mean, it really just like makes you go like these people don't add value to the world. They just right. bet on things not working out for people who are trying to start to have a company. Yeah. And like we here's where we got conspiracy theoried out, though. <laughs> right, yeah. So ahead. basically where the, where the conspiracies came in was. So the first couple things were like all of a sudden these big like they had a couple people on CNBC who came on. And it's it's opinion, so it's not like it, you can't really say it's like fake news. It is an opinion show. They're asking their opinions. <laughs> yeah. um, so <clears throat> essentially, they come on and like the first one is like, oh, dude, they're these like this is they're hackers. These young hacker. They kept calling them hackers, which was like clearly not where well, no one was hacking anything. Like it was public information that the share or the short. Everybody knew what was going on. Like no one hacked into someone's account and bought something or or like hacked into to get the information. It, complete misnomer. So it, that's the first thing. So we're like, OK, now they're starting to try to uh, run with a narrative. So the, like in our minds, what's happening is, is these hedge funds are like, you know, calling in favors. They're like, hey, Johnny, you know, you, you know, we have a relationship. Go on CNBC, call them hackers. Another one came on and was like, we don't even know. This could be foreign interference in our marketplace. Right. You know, just all this scare tactic shit because the point of it they is... They called it alt-right, too. Yeah. yeah, they called all the people... Uh, they call them alt-right. They literally went through and, every and, yeah. every character or scare tactic assassination thing you could call a group of people in this day and yeah. age. Yeah. They went And the whole point is they wanted... Yeah, the whole point was is to he- is to sell because if all of the retail inv- stockholders sold their stock, the value of the stock would go down, meaning that they could get their shorts uh, and they would either make money or not lose as much money because right now they're just hemorrhaging money. So we see all this dif- disinformation and then all of a sudden the White House comments on it and they're like, we are aware of the situation and we are monitoring it, which again, it just sounded like someone made a phone call to the White House and they're like, can you just say that you're looking into the situation? Because if you do that, you know, it'll make people maybe get scared off and sell. And granted, these are all, uh, these are all unstantiated. We don't, it could, every single one of those instances could have been independent from what we're saying, but it just looked like the fix was in. It looked like they yeah, were panicking because they, because they were, and it looked really fishy. Um, so as much as, you know, you know, I, I we can go into this a little on this side a little bit more of it a little later, but basically like when you don't know anything, it's really easy to believe a conspiracy. I'll say that. And I don't really know anything about this, but we don't have to go into that part of it yet. So just going with the, what happened. So they make all these comments and then out of nowhere, Robin hood turns off and then TD Ameritrade turns off and you're like, they just bought what you buy. Yeah. And like the fucking, Everybody's going crazy. They're like the fix is in, you know, Robin Hood's main investor is Citadel. Citadel is a big hedge fund. Uh, somebody who works at Robin Hood, allegedly, it was like a whistleblower. No one knows if it was real or if it was just somebody on the Internet writing nonsense. But they said that uh, some whistleblower said that uh, they heard that the owner of 
uh, the CEO of Robinhood got a phone call from Citadel and then the White House. And then instantly after both those calls, they turned it off. Who knows if it's true? Uh, we have no way of knowing, obviously. Um, so it makes it look like they're getting pressured to stop selling. So it looks like the fix is in. And we're like, they billionaires get what they, they want. They got a call yeah, from we, the White House? That was the story. I mean, we, story. Don't, know, we but, don't know if they did or not, but that was the story. But saying some, somebody from the White House calls, it's like the janitor from the White House call. Like, you know what I mean? That's it could just that, be. That's the thing, though. It's like that's the shit of this whole no, thing. No, it would have been a it's decision like, no maker. Way. This is, and this is why our conspiracy isn't crazy. Yeah. And I know that's what everyone says who is in a conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. They go, yeah, they're all, but this one's real. But this one's real. Like, I mean, this, this is <laughs> the real one. But here's why it does. Magic lizards. Yeah. <laughs> that's real. Yeah, yeah, no. Just because the thesis of this conspiracy is basically wealthy institutions colluded or had some form of coordination to protect their wealth. That's yeah. the general, like, I think there's, and I think that that is true because I think a lot of that's wealthy, not that's not unreasonable that wealthy, rich, powerful people will make calls to other wealthy, rich, powerful people in and around their circles to protect their wealth and riches. So that as yeah. a general conspiracy, isn't like we're totally, you know, tinfoil this. Yeah. By the way, just to you know, make this a little bit more real or whatever. That's what everybody does. You know what I mean? Like yeah, if right. I'm going to make a big life decision. I call you guys. I call my family. I call like we all, we all, you know, like I, I don't know how many times like I've worked at a place and my friend was like, Oh, can I work there? I'd be like, yeah, put a good word in for you. We all do it. That's just human nature to try to help the, for your friends and family out. So it's not crazy to believe that a whole bunch of billionaires uh, who are super egotistical who now have literally got caught in like a really fucked up situation where like they're hemorrhaging money. There's literally stories and this is not debatable. There's stories that they lost $7 billion in like two days or something like that. Like it's, it's crazy the amount of that they lost. So it's not crazy to believe that they're like, Hey, you know, when I was in college, I went to, I was in the same fraternity as, you know, Joe Biden's, energy secretary let's call him and be like dude can you talk to biden for me that's not crazy to believe that that's a fucking real yeah. thing you know what right. i mean right so um anyway so that's the first part of it i don't th- i am i am agreeing with you brett i don't feel like that's like tinfoil hat in any capacity at all um and building on this i think the hedge fund managers are drinking kids blood i don't think <laughs> anyone doubt like if you look at the evidence it's clear um yeah well for me like so wall street bets is like the the subreddit where all of these people and by the way to be fair to wall street bets when this all started they had like um you know 1.2 million people on their right. subreddit and then it shot up to like 7 million Eight or something million Eight people. Million. so there's like Literally, it's it's grown by eight times its size um, in like a week and a half. So there's a whole bunch of people on there who weren't initially on there. And this is where like we start when we, we send them back and forth to each other all the time. So Christian sent us one in the group chat that was like somebody on the Wall Street Bets subreddit made a rap where they're like yeah. about the whole thing. And Christian's like, yeah, it's over. And then like, <laughs> that was Jordan my favorite Belford, take. Yeah, yeah, Jordan Belford, who wasn't even in on it, 
yeah. at all. But knowing him, he's like the most like I'm going to capitalize on a situation. Yeah. I saw him interview on CNBC about it like a week ago. And he was like, yeah, I haven't really looked into it much. But now all of a sudden he's like the face of it and he's like making TikToks yeah. where he's like talking to like the like, like Wolf of Wall Street on the floor with a microphone. And I sent that in. I was like, yeah, dude, it's over. Like this is like it, this is, <laughs> we're queuing on people now. Like these people are and, like when you read the fucking subreddit, they're like, don't listen to the fake news. Don't listen. Yeah. to it. This is all lies. They're just saying it. So they want you to sell. Hold your hold your stocks. It's all, dude, fake news. I'm like, dude, this is like... They started saying fake news. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, uh, real quick. It's like uh, Whitmer said this the other day. He's like, uh, he explained the concept of a mush. And if you could explain it to the listeners, because this is like, this is exactly what I thought. A mush is like, um, it's in sports gambling. It's like a guy who just fucking, he's a front runner he just picks like every obvious dumb bet. And if he ever jumps on your side on a thing, uh, you're going to lose. This actually, this is so funny. There's a comedian who's a mush. I'm not going to say his name. There's a comedian who's a mush. He, he gives out weekly picks for no reason. His weekly picks are horrendous. His record is not good. Um, and anyway, last Super Bowl, uh, it was the, the 49ers versus the Chiefs. I was like, I leaned towards the 49ers and the points. They're getting points. And I was like, I really think the 49ers are going to cover the spread here. And in comes Mush Guy. He puts a big status up going like, the Chiefs are going to win. I go, I've never felt more confident in my bet. <laughs> so I bet money on the 49ers. <laughs> and Life. all week I was really excited for it. But right before the game, this guy motherfucker comes out and goes, you know what? I've been thinking about it. I think it's too many points. I'm going to take the 49ers. And I'm like, motherfucker. No. By the way, what happened in that game? The, literally, the 49ers were covering the spread literally 90% of the game. And then at the last, like, four minutes of the game, the Chiefs scored, like, four touchdowns. <laughs> and, they, and, they, and they killed it. So, like, it's a mush, dude. It's like the, the, you just don't want to be on the same side as a mush. That's, that's yeah. the point of it. Yeah, so anybody making diss record, diss raps, like a white kid yeah, making diss raps bush. about Melvin Capital, I'm like, oh no, oh no. Well, it, that, this is what it, it did is at, where it's at now is it doesn't feel like it was this weird like part crusade, part you know money making venture, like crusade crusade in terms of against the you know the hedge funds, part money making yeah. scheme. And then now it has devolved into a cottage interest industry of like content and capitalization yeah. for some that makes me feel like, ah, shit, it might be over. But like I I will just hold because I'm like, well, I got nothing else. Like I put it in there and now I'm just going to hold. And I don't think the yeah. story's over because I think there's going to be investigations from yeah. that. I'll look into it that could help the stock price in have another GameStop moment. So like, I don't know. Hold yeah. On. I don't, I don't know either. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it's just weird. It, the thing about it that's so interesting to me and it was like very, uh, because the stock is not doing well today. So it's like plummeting. And the thing that was interesting to me about it is like the math and the logic, uh, just kind of makes sense in the sense if you just simplify it to, People overshorted the stock, and at some point they have to buy it back. And if you just raise the price, they're gonna have to. It's also gonna raise the price once they have to cover it. So it's just like that. Just makes sense. It's not like QAnon, where it's like Trump is a um, 
you know, Trump is the the Messiah of non pedophiles, and on inauguration day, he's going to clear out all the pedophiles, and there's a pizza shop with pedophiles in there, or like magic lizard, like lizard people, and all this stuff, uh, or even like even like something like cryptocurrency where you're just like, I don't understand that how this is valuable in the sense that like, unless we switch from the dollar to Bitcoin there, I don't understand how Bitcoin could be valuable other than it, the fact that it's being traded on like black markets and stuff. That's like, like places where places where you don't want money to follow you or whatever. Real quick, I, I, I want to tell the story that I told you guys yesterday in the group chat. I did a comedy show like four years ago or so. Oh, yeah. It was like three or four years ago <laughs> at a Bit- Bitcoin exchange place. And it was like this office building in like Manhattan. And it was like it looked so fucking shady. I even remember doing material like just doing crowd work or whatever and like comparing it to like the penny stock place from Wolf of Wall Street where they're like, you know, it was, it was just so crazy how like shitty it all looked and i remember after it they were like hey we can pay you in cash or bitcoin and i literally laughed and i go yeah no i'll take the cash and now i looked up i actually looked this up yesterday one bitcoin is worth thirty three thousand (laughs) dollars so if that one guy would have gave me like 10 bitcoin for my you know my 10 minute set I would literally have like a hundred grand. That would, <laughs> oh that would have, I mean, I don't know how much they would have paid you. Have, when yeah. was that? How many years ago? I'm trying to remember. It was like three or four I years ago. I vaguely remember at like when it happened, you telling us like, I just did the show at a Bitcoin exchange and it was in the, you said lower, it was in like Chinatown-ish or where was it? No, it, yeah, it was like, it was in Wall Street area, but it was like just north enough to for it to feel like it wasn't God. legit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> so funny. I mean- with that one set, imagine like that would have been a set, uh, a thirty three hundred, a three hundred thousand dollar set. Yeah, three hundred thirty three thousand dollars. Your appearance fee is like at the level oh God, of like, Obama. Or, like, yeah, this is insane. But like at the time, there was no indicate. Like, and I said, it's not like it seemed like a professional outfit. You know what I mean? It, it was like a. It was like everybody who worked there was like. It was like, you know how you like you just walk into an office building and everybody is wearing like ill fitted dress. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no one looks yeah, the yeah. part. No one looks like they're on to something here. They all like wearing like the short sleeve uh, suit, oh, you know, no. the, the yeah. short sleeved uh, the button down dress or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Dress shirt with like the tie that's like kind of half off and like their <laughs> blazer and, and slacks are like clearly don't match their shoes have holes in them. You're like, you know what I mean? Like no one looked at that and was like, oh, yeah, this is an opportunity. Um, yeah. But clearly I was wrong. And clearly it was a huge opportunity. I fucked up big time. But um, anyway, uh, uh, going back, uh, we were talking about. So, yeah, so it it appears like there's some shady shit going on. But what what annoys me and annoys all of us is like the the way these people in subreddit the subreddit now converse it it feels like a cult like like I know in the the QAnon world there's like they have a little slogan and I, and it's something along the lines of like where one go we go all or something along yeah. those lines like where one of us goes the rest of us show up or you know we're all with you and like we're literally like calling each other and like at the end of our phone calls I'm like all right Christian hold strong. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? Like, yeah. what are we doing? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just, it, it does feel like that, especially when you look on there and there's like, you know, someone, 
someone makes a rational point, they're like, they just question something like, hey guys, what if this actually isn't what we think it is? And then so the next comment under them is like, fuck you in all caps with 30,000 exclamation points. Right. You're like, hey, why not listen to the first guy a little bit instead of like, I'm not going to listen to the guy who's writing in all caps. That doesn't seem okay. Well, it, it became where like, you know, because the rational part of me, I don't think the saga is over, but the rational part of me, obviously now, I, boy, what I, I would have been wise to have sold at like $300 when shares were there. Yeah. But um, the rash, like there's part of me that almost kept looking to the subreddit for confirmation bias on just like sure. almost like a pacifier of like, oh, yeah, other people are saying they're holding. So I should hold. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, you yeah. should just always just act out of self interest all the time, always. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I should have when I first bought the stock, I should have had a basement price that if it dips below, I auto, I auto sell. Yeah, and set a ceiling price, and if it gets to that, I because they always say you never want to time the market, but regardless, um, some of us uh, have a lot more money in it than others. I have about nine hundred dollars, and so. If mm-hmm. I lose every penny of it, my life's not changing really much at all. So I purposely, I mean, I wanted to buy more, but I wasn't able to at one point. Um, but I'm kind of glad it worked out this way because if it does go up. Robin Hood protected it, you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if it does go up, um, if it does go up and let's say I turn my 900 into like 3000 total and I net, you know, the difference. I'd be like, oh, yeah. Cool. That's a, I'm just going to put it in my savings account and not touch it anyway. Uh, right. And if I lose all of it, I'll be like, well, that was an interesting lesson to learn about everything. So, you know, but the part of the commenting we were talking about, just going back a little bit of like someone would write something very reasonable on the subreddit, kind of doubting it, wondering if this, that and the other. And not only were people like, fuck you, but some people would be like, it's is a bot. They're bots. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> anytime somebody said anything contrary to like the holding the, or, or buying more, everybody was automatically a bot out of nowhere and like it's just like oh my god this is just feels so shitty and then like the news like it's one thing if you see opinion on the news like a fox news you know tucker carlson says something but it's another thing if like you're getting a news report from like cnbc or um for cbs news or nbc news i saw something on reuters the other day and i'm just like okay listen these media outlets are reporting that a lot of the shorts were cashed in yeah I have to believe it because I'm not going to be the person that doesn't believe the news. I'm not being that person. Right. So yeah. what, if it is some sort of lie where they manipulate, they call the news because this is how the media works is like if they get a piece of information, they have to corroborate it from another independent piece of information. So basically if Johnny hedge fund calls NBC and is like, Hey, we we sold our shorts the person who gets the information has to go through other sourcing to confirm that they did it or else they're not going to run the story that there's like a protection in place right. to make sure that you're not reporting something that's not true or like the thing that you're reporting isn't designed to fuck over the market. So when like big media companies who, by the way, have no dog in the race, really they're, they, they report the news like NBC has nothing to do with the stocks. Uh, you know, maybe you could say, Oh, the CEO does though. But Regardless, is like we can't just become the people who don't believe the news because the news yeah. is not it's just not we can't it's at, not healthy. It's at, like it's yeah. not healthy at all. At the same time, it does feel like there are tactics that can be employed by 
individuals to use media to manipulate others. One of the stories that I'm referencing is on Monday yesterday, uh, they were all like, all Redditors are turning to silver. And if you looked at the Reddit thread itself, everyone was like, no, we're not. And further investigation revealed that Citadel, one of the hedge funds who's getting, you know, housed in the game by shorting GameStop, they own like 20% of silver future. Like they own a shitload in silver. And so I actually don't think it's crazy that they could help. The, The way they get a story done isn't just like, Hey, I need you to write up a fake story on the phone of uh, Silver Rising. It's like they make Silver Rise. They might know someone who does write one article. That is true. Like they probably bought more silver to make raise the price. And then other journalists just will look at that piece and kind of make their piece based off that piece. The original piece. Having worked in a newsroom that happen yeah, all yeah. the time that, that where happens like all the time yeah. they're like basically you do a copy and paste of their story now write it in your own words effectively is how it can it news organizations do treat so, stories a lot and so this is the sad thing of what actually does happen in the news and this this was actually illuminated and during the election when like the um the there was supposed to be that flood in the 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 building in georgia that stopped the voting and the side and the other is if uh, an outlet that seems credible puts it out, the other outlets will just follow because they will assume that that outlet did all of the proper sourcing. Yeah. So they're like, oh, well, if 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 they came out with it, we ha- we know that it must be true because they're, they don't just come out with anything. But right. if that person did make a mistake or, you know, and then all of a sudden it gets spread like wildfire and then it's like, oh, fuck, they were wrong. That happened with like... Um, in Georgia, and this is part of like the whole election shit, uh, there was like the building that got that said it was that had been flooded and that they had mm-hmm. to stop the count. Well, what ended up happening was the building was said to have flooded. They brought everybody out of the building and then they realized like 30 minutes later that um, it wasn't bad at all and it was under control. So they went back in and started counting again. But the only thing that was reported was they stopped counting. They never followed up on it to be like, oh, but 30 minutes after that report, they came back in and kept counting. So to everybody who wants a conspiracy, they're like, they said they stopped counting, but they didn't stop counting. They, they yeah. kept counting. That must have been when they were counting the fake votes. So there are issues in media, and I, and I think it's a lot more innocent than what people think. It's not some crazy yeah. um, conspiracy. Uh, so I, don't, I actually wasn't super uh, – I haven't really read up on the whole silver thing, and I don't know the news yeah. sources that – said it um so i don't want to comment on that um right. but uh well, I, you can I know say that. whatever you want i've learned you can say what this is what i have one thing i've learned you can say whatever the fuck you want as long as the end of it you say i am not a financial advisor <laughs> yeah, this is not that's financial advice <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah apparently by the way yeah. this podcast is not financial advice <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's what's so funny about the the word editors because they, like there's some legit hilarious people on there there really like, there's are the people who go like they just like there is this one billionaire who went on CNBC and was crying and was talking about like the integrity of the market and everybody was just like rolling their eyes at this fucking idiot. 
And someone was like, let's dig into this guy's life, find out all the other shorts that he has and buy, <laughs> buy all those stocks. And then someone was like, I'm going to, I would spend an irresponsible amount of money just to make this man cry. And it's like all the shit is just, and I think one of the funniest ones too, was the, the comment that, uh, Wall Street's hemorrhaging money, uh, like the the hedge funds are hemorrhaging money, and they have to pay interest on these shorts because yeah. the brokerage firms are basically like, dude, we're worried. You have to pay us interest, you know, to keep us, you know, from having to collect on it. Yeah. And uh, someone who wrote, it was like one of the battle cries of this whole thing, which is like, we can be retarded longer than you can be solvent. <laughs> so basically like we're just going to hold and be a bunch of smooth headed retards and then you're going to go broke. And that that's what's so funny about it. They call themselves that like this isn't right, like yeah. me not, saying that this yeah, is, I'm not editorializing it. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's a quote. They actually call themselves the R word. They say retarded. Uh, but um, yeah, it, it's crazy. It's really hard to know what to believe because like when you look at like some of the numbers, you're like, this doesn't make sense that this is, and by the way, it's going up, but it doesn't make sense that like, <laughs> it, is going up. Um, it just doesn't make sense that the price would like fall that high. And then people were showing data that like, there's these trades that are like for a hundred shares, just going back and forth, like milliseconds between each other. So what they're saying is that it's what's called a short attack and uh, that the hedge funds are essentially um, like two hedge funds are just trading the same shares back and forth at like just a super fast rate to trick the algorithm into thinking that um, that people are selling off a right, lot right. when really it's just these two trades going back and forth with each other. But again, if you want to believe that this is a good investment, you'll believe that you're like, yeah, that's exactly what's going on. I'm going to stay strong. Yep. But, but it also fits into like a nice narrative of these hedge funds want you to get scared. They're going to try to get the price as low as possible so that you get scared to sell so that they can cover their positions or their shorts that they borrowed uh, at a much lower price. So they need your short. They need your shares because uh, yeah. they just don't exist. Well, yeah, my question to that is like the, is the short ladder attack thing, if that's what they're doing. And yeah. it's like people can see it on some sort of monitor. And that's what, you know, we're, you're talking about. They, they showed it on the, the sub, subreddit. Yeah. How is that not illegal? Like, how is that not just market manipulation? And yeah, I mean, two, it maybe like it, it is. And what's happening is, is they're so desperate that they're willing to break the law. Yeah. to protect themselves because at this point they're like well i either could get one of two things either we lose everything and get completely fucked and we're all out of work uh or two we break the law make some sort of deal with the sec get a slap on the wrist and keep going yeah um, it's basically like, like do i want do i want to lose billions of dollars or take a two million dollar fine yeah like, right so <laughs> right but that's what that looks like to me is like they're literally like if you're if you are just auto trading your 100 shares of the stock back and forth back and forth back and forth to like three or four different hedge funds and they're all just rotating and it's registering as sells uh in terms of the algorithm and the price going down that is exactly what market manipulation is you're manipulating the market like there's no debate that's what that is well, that's why things need to be investigated so that that's like why I think so too yeah that, yeah and that's why I'm like I can, I know what the conspiracy, like what a conspiracy feels like. And like, 
there are elements of that. And then I think there are elements of, well, true shit to this story. But yeah. as, as far as you're like, and you're absolutely right that your brain does want to just like look for the things that tell it it's cor- tell it it is correct and the narrative is yeah. true and then dismiss all the other information like you do naturally do that and then the only way we made comfortable the fact that we weren't in a cult <laughs> was we go well at least we're asking ourselves are we in a cult yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was like the one like okay i think because we're asking that we might have a chance at not getting too sucked in yeah yeah i, I, I mean it, yeah go ahead christian uh, just one thing was really funny about what we were talking about before about jordan belfort became the like the is trying to become the face of it i guess is that like when robin hood canceled the buying uh, a lot of people came out john stewart came out aoc came out ted cruz came out and even donald trump jr came out and they all kind of said the same thing like this is unacceptable that's not okay when big head funds are losing money to just the individual, then all of a sudden they need to change the rules. And I made this point to you guys that I said, um, if you're a white uh, GameStop holder, when they stop, when they just cut off the buys, you a little bit know what it's like to be black in America. Like as soon as you get an advantage, they just change the rules (laughs) to hinder your uh, I would say the oppression I have felt from this ordeal (laughs) maybe is equal to the entire oppression of the african-american populace in america a similar level i feel like my children deserve scholarships because of this (laughs) (laughs) the gamestop scholarship yeah historically gamestop university (laughs) (laughs) you have to start putting in on uh on like applications like race and now gamestop is a race i'm gonna go to the next like naacp chapter meeting in my neighborhood and just be like oh no i know what it feels like guys trust me i've been uh, holding my stock for a week and a half it's been hell (laughs) sorry but we were talking about confirmation bias and i cut you off with Oh, I don't remember now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I will say, though, like that being able to catch yourself. Contra- oh, I remember now. Um, the One of the things I, I was talking to Brett about and it was like, listen, like when we were having our we, we probably got we had so many phone calls just talking about this <laughs> other thing. And one of the things I said that Brett was like, I got to say, like, I have a pretty good bullshit detector and I know. Christian, Brett, and Jordan all have good bullshit detectors. Like, what are the odds that we're all just fucking duped by it? You know what I mean? Like, what are the chances? Like, yeah. we saw information and all of us were fooled by it. Like, it's not impossible, of course. We're not like, but like, I feel like as comedians, we are always people who are, we have that other part of our consciousness that's constantly questioning, constantly like trying to make fun of something, constantly trying to scrutinize a belief. Like yeah. anytime someone says anything to me, I almost like immediately try to scrutinize it in my head to like, yeah, not, it's completely subconscious. It's not something I consciously do. I think Seinfeld is talking about it. It's like it comes in the kit. Like if you're if you're a creative person, it's just one of the things that comes in your 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 tool chest. Right. So my, my point was like, if we all get duped, like this is some this is some like big scam shit because. Yeah. We've all rolled our eyes at the QAnon people and like, but this starts to feel like it sometimes because the QAnon people first were like, 
I guess I'm I shouldn't overwhelm all I'm not they're not all QAnon so I'll say the Trump extremists because this wasn't necessarily to do with the pedophiles but they were saying on December 13th was the official day they were counting the electoral votes and they're like this yeah. is the day they're going to swoop in they're going to come out with all the facts about the election being stolen and they're going to come out with it and then it's going to be over they're going to cancel the electoral votes for Biden they're going to give him the Trump and then Trump's going to be inaugurated that didn't happen. And then it was the 6th. January 6th, Pence is going to come to the fucking Congress. He's going to sit there and then he's going to not count the legal votes and he's going to show the overwhelming proof that it was all a lie. And then boom, Trump's going to be president. And then it was the inauguration day. They're like, Trump is going to arrest Joe Biden on the 20th. They're going to arrest him, expose all of the lies. And then he's the president. On the 20th. And now the next one is March 4th is actually the day Trump is in a bunker and he's going to come back the 4th and arrest Biden and become president. So it's like you keep getting strung along on the next thing. It's like the rapture is yeah. coming. It's the same type of thing. Right. And well, we've seen that with the with the stock here, because the first week it was like Friday's the day, guys. Friday is yeah. the day. Literally Friday, saying Friday d-day <laughs> yeah friday is d-day friday it's happening friday nothing happens and then it's like monday guys monday is the fucking day the wall street they can't keep this up they're all gonna go up belly up and the stock's gonna soar into the thousands monday and then monday happens nothing now it's tuesday and i haven't heard the next day yet but i know one thing the fucking stock crumbled but i do know now i've actually been looking at it the stock's gone up like yeah it's it got to 152 yeah it got so, up higher than uh, opening which is bad that we're all still looking at it <laughs> as we know, do the podcast, I, like, dude, I, you know it's this is pathetic christian said it's going up i refreshed on my phone um yeah. <laughs> i i know this has become in a drug it is a form yeah. of addiction that i'm absolutely just, to to prevent my consciousness and my thoughts from caving in on themselves, I'm just grasping on to the GameStop stock. It's not even like, like you said, I don't have an amount of money in it that will right. ruin my life. Like, yeah, I, I have more money than I should have put into it. And I now I'll just, I have two grand in it now. I sold mm-hmm. $500 worth to make some money and turned that into like- Trainer. I, I know. <laughs> According to Wall Street bets, I know you're the problem. I, I'm the problem. My three shares that I sold at 220 <laughs> or whatever it was, but um, yeah, it like it it's it is just like a oh wow, this is this is just a productivity killer, and it's just enough. It's just barely entertaining enough to keep me on board, and that's how the stock market is addicting. Is your brain yeah. applies narrative to every second of the price doing any movement? Yeah, like yeah. when you see it go from one one eighteen to one fourteen in your head, you're going, "Here we go, it's dropping." <laughs> no, but then a fucking five minutes later, it's at one twenty, and you're like, "Well, they got it." <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. going up now. Look at it. Like your brain just applies this like momentum narrative. That- it was. It was very funny. Brett and I were talking about it because uh, we'd gotten in for a, a, lo- a fairly low price and um, we were talking about it because it was just shooting up that first day. And so the next day we were, uh, I think Jordan had mentioned it on the group chat and Whitmer was like, I think I'm going to do it. And he gets in, but he was very, he was very cautious about it. He's like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then he gets in 
And like immediately, like five minutes after, he's like, fuck, it's down. Because you have to understand, it's like, I don't deserve this. Like, <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, there's a little bit of like, I'm just piling on. Wait, you were like, the mush. No. You were the mush. <laughs> as soon as you well, said you were in, I went, fuck. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What? Dude. It's like, it's like, I don't, this is what I've been trying to say from the beginning is like, I don't know anything about this. I don't know stocks very well. I invest in like the fucking boring mutual fund stocks where you're like putting in Vanguard, you know, funds. And the whole point of it is, is the slow burn. It's like you invest money to cash out 35 years from now and their money doubles or triples or whatever the fuck. It's yeah. like, that's the smart business. So that's like, that's how you do the stock market. That's the smart person's way of doing it. So I've never been in the day trading. I've always knew it was basically sports gambling, which I do sports gamble. And I, even then I'm a pretty cautious better, but like having, knowing zero about it, I was just like, I don't deserve to just throw money in and have it triple and sell. I mean, not that I don't deserve it, but it's just like, it's not like I did the math in my head. It's not like I discovered this thing. It's not like this is something that I'm aware of. I'm literally just, I'm literally just taking everybody else's word for it. And I'm putting my money down on everybody else's word. So it's like, whatever. It's like, not that I got, my whole point was like, I was very dubious from the beginning, I guess you should say. Yeah. And since that initial stage of dubiousness, have drank all of the Kool-Aid, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've gone through all of the stages where right now I'm back to this is a scam and we're all fucked. This but, is like, <laughs> this is, what was it was so funny when I'm in one minute later. Fuck, it's going down. I'm like, well, <laughs> you got to give it a second. It doesn't just exclusively go only in the incline. Well, to be to be fair though, too, is everybody's like, "This is going up. This is going up. This is going up," and I bought it. I guess it was like up to in the three hundreds, and I tried to buy it at like two seventy. Yeah, yeah. And it, it like it basically was like your orders in. If it gets to two seventy, you'll get your shares. But it was already over three hundred when I tried to buy it. I was like, "Motherfucker!" Mm. So I had to go down thirty dollars for me to get my shares. And then after I got my shares, it just kept going down. I go, I got in on the wrong. <laughs> like, I, literally, like I tried to buy it at two seventy. Literally, by the time I hit enter, the stock price went from two seventy to three hundred. So I was like, well, fuck, I'm not getting it now. It's it's soaring. And then it went down. And the only reason why I even got the stock is because it went down. And then as soon as I got it, it kept going down. So I just felt immediately like, fuck, I got screwed. Yeah, I know what you mean about like. You, you see this opportunity in your head and you go, ah, I don't know, man, my life isn't that good. <laughs> you're like, you're like, I don't know. That's good. That kind of stuff doesn't work out for guys like me or whatever. Yeah. But you never know. It could, but, um, when people the funny s- thing too is like, I, I just want to real quick. I go, I go and look at my stocks and see how they're doing. And there's so much volatility in this part of the market that a lot of the other markets have kind of gone down. The stocks haven't been doing really well for the last week. So, like my net worth on my um, in in my you know my smart you know boring guys stock portfolios yeah. have all gone down. So I'm like, even if I sell this thing high, am I just going to net the same if I would have just fucking never put any money into GameStop? Like, is the price of my GameStop potential gains going to be a wash in, in comparison to my other general stock portfolio going down? I, I, 
<laughs> I have no idea, but I will say that GameStop to me has been like when you enter a casino and you go, I'm going to lose this money. It's now I'm losing it for entertainment. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like this is, I'm paying for a show. Granted, this is an expensive show and it's a pretty shitty show because I'm just on my laptop hitting refresh. But yep. I'm now like, okay, at worst I paid for the show. I paid to have several, many hours of my consciousness occupied by yeah. just enough to prevent boredom from setting in. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, I'm still up. So I'm like, okay, I can, I can, you know, manage, but it is just like this crazy, crazy thing. Like I was saying uh, to everybody, I think last week I was like, ah, I really wish it was Friday. Not even because of the money, just cause like, I, I can't live like this. I can't like, I don't want to like, I can feel my blood like coursing through my veins faster than normal. I'm like, I know the blood pressure is higher than it should be because this stress is like, this isn't healthy for anybody. No, I totally get why people do cocaine who like are in on the <laughs> stock market. Uh, like it's, it isn't, you are right. It's not fun to just want to like have that rush feeling for longer than, you know, the amount of time. For me, though, I will say it has been a pleasant, in a way, a very pleasant distraction from the impending doom that is Super Bowl Sunday when Tom Brady will win his second <laughs> Super Bowl Usually I, I bet money on the Super Bowl a lot, and I bet on you know prop bets and stuff like that, but like I haven't had an ounce of energy put towards any of that shit. I've been all focused on GameStop. So <laughs> Right. I am in a comedian's, uh, comedian's Super Bowl pool. Yeah, I think you guys might too, be in man. as well. Yeah. It's so funny because the uh, the comic column, I'll say, column yeah. set Tyrell. up a uh, column Tyrell set up a uh, a Super Bowl pool. And I don't know what I'm like, much like GME. I don't know what I'm doing. I've just I just threw money. They said just pick a box or whatever, and I had no idea what that meant. I should have asked Whitmer or Googled it. And um, <laughs> but you know, he said, "Do you want to do it?" A bunch of comedians, blah blah blah. I was like, "All right, yeah." It's one of those things you just say yes to. You're like, "All right, cool." And then when he can't, um, he's like, "Oh, you can Venmo me the money." Like a month later, I was like, oh, "I forgot I signed yeah, up no. for this." So literally in the the Venmo notes, I put, uh, you know, whatever hundred bucks for a Super Bowl pool that I already regret. <laughs> 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 was like, I fucking, ugh. I know. I like sports I also- gambling, but like, I don't like. I don't like things like squares because it's all based off of luck. It, there's no strategy. It doesn't matter what box you pick. But there's right. also Basically. no fun in prop bets are fun because they're like, will uh, you know someone wear a certain color cleat? Like they're goofy shit, right? Like it's prop bets. Yeah. Are well, like- there, there there are some like that, but the majority of them, the ones that real like sports bettors gamble on, are things like, um, uh, you know, like how many catches will Gronk have the over unders three and a half and like the real professional sports bettors will like look at the actual game and try to picture how the game will turn out. Like for instance, if you're like, if you're a person who thinks that the chiefs are going to be up big early, cause they're just have an explosive offense and yeah. that Brady is going to have to throw a lot cause he's going to be behind that puts you at advantage for like receiving props, passing yards, props, things like that. But you have to be right on how the game turns out. So there's a lot of strategy behind it, the, those props. The other fun props are like over under on how long the national anthem will be. You know, how many times will it cut to Giselle in the press box? You know, like what color hat will, you know, Lady Gaga have on? You know, like just shit like that. 
Um, And like, those are the more like harmless bets that like people will get on. But like, there's really like, those are the equivalent of honestly, like the, the Super Bowl squares. There's no like, unless you have insider information, there's really no reason to put money on those except for fun. Yeah. So let me ask you about the Super Bowl scores because um, I think, uh, I think I made a really bad choice because I, because from what I've looked up and what I understand, you pick a box and basically the Y axis and the X axis of the box. So those numbers, like it's double digits, I guess. And those numbers are the NFL score the end of the nfl score so the last digit of the of the nfc score and the last digit AFC. of the AFC score yeah. you combine those and that's your if that if well, those the, two line up that's your box and you win yeah all, everything. so there's no like there's no good or bad box because what they do is they draw the numbers zero through nine on each side but they draw yeah. the numbers after you already pick all your boxes right, so you right. don't know what your numbers are going to be so oh, okay. So in football, there's common numbers. There's three is a common number. Seven is a common number. Zero is a common number. So like if you get lucky and you're like your box axes are like the NFC is three and the AFC is seven. You have After each quarter, it's seven to three. Chiefs are beating them seven to three at the end of the quarter. You win. Or if it's seventeen to thirteen, or twenty three to twenty seven, like okay. all of those apply. But it has to be the side that you picked it. Like the AFC score has to be the one with the seven. The NFC has to be the one oh. with the three. But like I've done Super Bowl squares where I've gotten like two and you know five, and like you just yeah. don't get twos and fives very often is like the the second number in the score like every now and then you'll see a 12 yeah. or a 22 if someone goes for two but like five is like you almost need a safety automatically to get a five so right. like there's just dead numbers on there and it's all luck <laughs> there's no skill so it just depends like after oh, you there get, is dead numbers though you know i mean it's not impossible for it to end in a five like five field goals is 15 points no but, like, but that is less likely than yeah. Seven, three, yeah, but like, which are, but you don't get to pick your squares based off of the numbers. You just pick your squares and then the numbers get drawn and you get assigned. Uh, okay. So okay. like, there's no, yeah, there's no odds. You know I mean? You don't get to like, cause if that was the case, everybody would just pick like seven, well, three, zero, uh, four, to blow up you know? column spot a little bit here. I was like, what are you doing with the extra? Is there extra money? What are you doing with it? And he's like, Oh, I'm trying to still throw a Super Bowl party. You're like, Oh yeah. In the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, I think I think you just threw this thing so you can make an easy, cool, take 10 bucks from everybody. You get 100 people to go. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, like in, in, in terms of like gambling, I mean, that there is usually a rake. I don't know if that's what he's doing. And it's also illegal to take a rake. So I'm not going to say that he is or not doing that. But it's generally fair because of the amount of work that that guy has to do to, to set up the squares and then call everybody, get them to come in, make sure that they get their payments, organize everything. It is an amount of work to do. Like I have a friend who runs like a football pool and like he, ta- he used to take a rake until he took, he made it all like an online thing. So he doesn't have to count numbers, but he used to basically take, there's like a hundred people in the pool and he has to like count all their picks and how many wins they got, put them in a spreadsheet you know, put them in order, like all that shit is like, yeah, you deserve to make money. This is a fucking data entry job that you have. now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so to be fair, like, you know, if there is leftover money, generally speaking, it's legal and best practices to put together like a Super Bowl party. I do find it funny that this is COVID and like, who's going to go to a fucking Super Bowl party? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's like, even if, you know, that was his intentions, whatever. But at the end of the day, he is doing work. I mean, he has to track down everybody to get the num- the money and like, you know, he has to pay out all the money and, you know, whatever. It's 
I, I did want to ask because uh, the thing that was funny about you, you were talking about this dead numbers and everything, like you probably want to pick a, a seven or a three or whatever. I, I didn't know any of this. So I just picked my favorite number. And I, yeah. <laughs> and once I read the rules of this shit, I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I picked 64. Like what are the chances? But, of no, 64? You're, but you're not, your 64 is not, you're, you pick box number 64, but you don't yeah. have a six and a four. Okay. You have your number later on. Okay. The way 64, the y axis and x axis will line up at 64. I see. I see. And, okay. And you'll just go over, and then the number on the top is like the AFC, and the number on the side is the NFC. All right. So, but by the way, even if you got six and a four, that's not terrible. I mean, right six on. is, you know, that's not, not great, but that's not terrible. Four is pretty good. All right. Well, I'm eagerly excited for the Super Bowl. What are you guys doing? Open I got bar no plans. I mean, <laughs> I, at first I was like, I'm not going to watch the game and I might still not watch the game, but it's going to be tough not to because it's like I, a few years ago, I didn't want to watch the game. So I went to a bar, but like that, that didn't have the game on and, you know, just, yeah. drink. but like, what the fuck, how am I going to, you know, it's like at this point, it's like, if I'm not watching it, I'm going to have to be watching something else because there's literally nothing to do. So I don't know. Yeah. I'll probably just watch it. I mean, I don't really care about the Super Bowl that much, but I'll be watching. I'll probably get some I'm, wings. And I'm some- a you know hardcore diehard Chiefs fan. Always have been. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a pretty casual enjoyment of the, enjoyer of the Chiefs. I I don't know yet. I'm still. I uh, maybe I'll storm the Capitol in protest of the GameStop situation. <laughs> yeah, I'm really I'm figuring out my plans. That was another you know, thing. Is like if we stop listening to the news, the next thing you know, we're going to be wearing coyote pelts and deer <laughs> antlers, and we're going to be charging the Robin Hoods to headquarters. I know. Like, really. If that Robin Hood thing was true, and there was actually some weird market, you know, market manipulation collusion, I was like, um, I think I texted you guys. I was like, oh man, they wasted the good riot on Trump. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's the case, class action lawsuit this bitch, and let's get our money yeah. back. Yeah, really. But uh, I think that's it, man. We've been talking all GameStop. I think we could talk about yeah. it way more. Um, guys, where do you want to plug? What do you want to plug? Go check out Just My the Plugs. New podcast. <laughs> got it. I got all it right. first. I got the coveted <laughs> the coveted one spot on our on our billing of plugs. Just the Plugs. It's a new podcast. It's on my YouTube channel. Go check it out. Sorry, Rumor. wait. No, my YouTube channel, uh, Whitmer, uh, no, Nick Whitmer, just youtube.com slash Nick Whitmer. I have a bunch of stand-up clips up now, the shorts. I have cooking videos up. I got a bunch of cool stuff, so check me out. ChristianDuranComedy.com for all your Christian Duran needs. Make sure you spell Christian with no H. Just Google Christian, Christian Duran, no H, and I'm cl- I'm quickly becoming the most famous Christian Duran. There's like That's all yeah, there's other Christian Durans, and it's like I'm, I'm up there. I'm I'm. I think I might be two or three on the Google charts. Yeah, <laughs> Google search. Spot, but then again, it could just be a, uh, a search that's filtered for me. <laughs> uh, so thank you guys. Uh, like, share, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Help us out with a nice review. Get us, get those numbers up. Hold strong guys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, see you next week. Peace. Peace. Bye.